Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is Monday, the 13th day of February, 2023, on a day that none of us should have to worry about being here. That's right, man. My name is Nick. There's Big J over there. We are pissed that we are here the day after the Super Bowl, but yet here we show up because we are a grown-up adult and responsible, Big J. Yeah, I was going to say professionals, but grown-up uh, is probably the best way to go. Yeah, I would call us more grown-up than professional, for being perfectly honest, anyway. I mean, at least one of those is an undisputed fact. We certainly are, at least in our mid-40s, so you cannot argue that we're adults. Do we act like it all the time? Not necessarily. Uh, no. And also the professionalism, questionable at best most days as well but it is nice to at least be one of those things and that is why we find ourselves here very early on a monday morning probably the same reason why if you're listening to this at the same time that we're doing it you are up at uh, six o'clock on a monday morning because you know you shouldn't have to go to work today because it's the day after the super bowl but you're doing it because that's your job or you have responsibilities or you have children that need to wake up as well this is what being a grown-up is all about yeah so we can bitch and moan about it, and believe you me, we will. But we are here, and we are here to tell you that today on the show, we're, of course, going to talk about the Super Bowl last night. Big J's got lots of hot takes about the game, about the halftime show, and we're going to let him fly over the course of the program today. How brave of you. We haven't even talked about it. You just assume that I do. Well, Big J, it's your job to have an opinion. You talk oh, about professionalism, Jesus. so I know you're going to have one. I know you watched the game last night. I, I know you're a football fan. I know you could break it down. I know you at least Badly. have some sort of opinion on what happened at the halftime show last night. I apologize. You're right. And so God. we'll break it down. And, of course, we also have a chance for you to ask us a question in a little segment called Ask the Morning After. We're going to try to solve some problems for listeners of this very morning show. There's multiple ways you can reach out to us if you have an issue. We're always up on Twitter at Nick and Big J. We have our own Facebook page, The Morning After with Nick and Big J. You can always text us. At 208 287 1003. That is a constant direct line into the studio. Not just when we're on the, the air, when everybody's on the air. So, might as well keep that number handy. As well as additional cool things like prizes to give away, concerts are coming to town. We got you covered over the course of this program today. That is a promise. Plus, we also play music. We should get to that right off the bat. And why not have some tool kick things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks? Morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, both of us are animal lovers. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah. And uh, we tried to warn you about this when it became a thing during the pandemic. If you remember, uh, everybody was swooping up animals as much as they could during COVID when we were all locked up because, I don't know, people were lonely and they wanted company and they wanted something that uh, gave them unconditional love during a time of uncertainty, perhaps. And so it became a very popular Christmas gift, birthday gifts, that kind of thing, puppies and animals and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times when that happens, after time starts to set in, you realize, hang on a second, I'm not prepared to take care of an animal. And what happens is not too long after that, the shelters start to get filled up with these animals that can no longer be taken care of. And it was happening all over the country. It was happening here in the Treasure Valley. Pets are being surrendered because they can't be taken care of, but also... I mean, I don't want to just say all of that because that's certainly not the only reason. Other times that that it happens is uh, owners just can't afford to take care of them anymore. One of the things that's happening, of course, is the rising cost of pretty much everything from rent to dog food to pet food to pet supplies to veterinary bills. All those things start to add up over time. That's one of the things that nobody talks about when you get an animal is, hey, man, you're going to have to take care of this animal. It's not just food. It's also supplies. Vets are not cheap. Big J, I don't have to tell you. 
And so it's one of those deals where there is some added cost that goes along with having an animal. They don't just hang out in your house with you. And depending on the size and type of pet you have, you could be spending almost $100 or more each month taking care of this animal. And that's not factoring emergency or unplanned expenses. And so the Humane Society here in the Treasure Valley is seeing a growing number of surrenders here in the Treasure Valley. So lots of reasons why that's a thing. Uh, The high cost of groceries right now, having another mouth to feed, all that kind of stuff. But it's good to let you know and remind you sometimes that if you are struggling to make ends meet and take care of your pets, there's lots of different programs that you can take advantage of at the Humane Society, including their new Pet Food Pantry program, Big J. And it can help you with uh, pet food for up to six months at a time for free if you qualify. So it's something that you can think of before you get rid of that pet, especially if it's important to you and your family. They also have low-income grants and payment plans for their veterinary medical center as well. So there are other things available, especially new things that you can help take advantage of if you are struggling to make ends meet and you do have a pet and you want to make sure it's taken care of. And I mean, I know, I understand. One of the things you want to make sure is you don't want to neglect the pet either, you know? Yeah. So better to give it to somebody that can help take care of it as opposed to letting it suffer under your tutelage. But it is one of those deals where there are some help and assistance for you if your issues are of the financial nature. You can get some help from the Idaho Humane Society. So uh, go to their website. If you are having some issues with pet food, check out their new pet food pantry program and maybe help take advantage of that as you are looking to make sure your pet has everything that they need. For the second time in the last four seasons, Big J, the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. They were down 10 at halftime, and then adjustments were made, and it looked like two different teams and two different games playing in the halftime. Sometimes that long halftime makes those things happen in Super Bowl. Sometimes it doesn't, but last night it certainly seemed to help out the Chiefs as Patrick Mahomes had a little bit extra time to uh, get shot up with whatever he was shot up with to make his ankle not hurt anymore and uh, came out and basically scored a touchdown every time they touched the ball in the second half out side of the game-winning field goal. 38-35, to 35, your final score. So not only did the Chiefs cover, they also was the over. So both Big J and I were wrong in our Way final wrong. score predictions of who was going to come out on top. I at least had the over, but uh, I didn't think that... Uh, I thought that the Eagles were kind of going to... It would be a carbon copy of the first half and the second half, but that wasn't the case. Patrick Mahomes, even though he was held to under 200 yards passing... Uh, Still had 33 touchdowns in the game, was named your MVP. Also had a huge 26-yard run in the fourth quarter, which would set up the game-winning field goal by Harrison Bucker. And the Chiefs end up winning their third Super Bowl as a franchise, second for Andy Reid, second for Patrick Mahomes, second for Travis Kelsey, and a lot of those places, uh, people that were on the team uh, just four years ago as well. Uh, But let's not, you know, dismiss the game that Jalen Hurts had yesterday. Uh, Was pretty, pretty terrific. Tremendous. Uh, three touchdowns uh, on the ground, one through the air, four total. He also had 304 yards passing, but a very key uh, kind of unforced error in the first half where he fumbled the ball, transferring yep. it to his hand, which led to a Kansas City touchdown. And that got the, I mean, otherwise the Eagles would up by 17 at the half. And oh, by the way, they were also going down to drive in that uh, quarter too. So uh, pretty crazy, all things considered, in that first half. But it was a hell of a game. That's what I wanted because I really didn't care who won. I've got no animosity towards any team, so I wasn't yeah. really had a dog in a fight. I just wanted a good game, and I got it. Uh, even though there were a lot of people that were upset about the holding call that was called that uh, gave the Chiefs a first down and basically sealed the game for them, uh, it was nice to hear some accountability at the end of the game. I can't believe that happened. When <laughs> does that ever happen? Everybody was giving I, him an out. I heard about it this morning. And I'm like, no, that can't be true. Yeah. And James Bradbury totally said he was holding and that thought he would get away with it. Yeah, because they were letting him hold all game, and they were. I mean, there were really not a whole hell of a lot of penalties called in that game, especially on the defensive side of the ball, outside of a couple of really egregious offsides penalties. Other than that, I mean, they pretty much let the cornerbacks play no pass interference penalties except for one on the offensive side of the ball. And so uh, they were letting him play, and he thought maybe towards the end they would again. And it didn't seem like it was a very egregious hold, but a penalty is a penalty. And if you're going to call it, they called it. And uh, both Nick Sirianni and uh, James Bradbury said, listen, that wasn't the game. That wasn't the play of the game. 
Uh, it was just one of those things that added to the fact that the Chiefs came out on top. The Chiefs, they, they offensively, they pretty much did what they wanted to in the second half. Yes. Which that, is is not what you thought you would have happen with no. that defense. Yeah, as a matter so. of fact, the Philadelphia Eagles defense really didn't do – I mean, they held uh, – the only reason why – Right. They, no, they didn't. They didn't have any sacks. Oh, they didn't have any sacks no. at all. There was one, one sack in the game, and it was for the Kansas City. But, no, they didn't have any. And uh, the other side of it was, I mean, the only reason why Patrick Mahomes had those low numbers was because the Chiefs or the Eagles kept him off the field. But really, when he was on the field, he could do whatever he wanted. I think there was like two punts in the entire game for the Chiefs. They were the second team in NFL history to come back from double-digit halftime deficits, so congratulations. Uh, Also, Jalen Hurts, the first quarterback to run for three touchdowns in a Super Bowl. Second person ever to run for three touchdowns in a Super Bowl. And uh, Kadarius Toney's 65-yard punt return in the fourth quarter, also the longest in Super Bowl history. So, pretty big deal for the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to them. More to come. Uh, congratulations to Magic Mike's Last Dance, Big J. It was the number one movie at the box office, although the box office was pretty much a joke this weekend. Only $8 million uh, good enough for number one. Avatar back up at the top at number two. Only a million dollars behind Magic Mike. Titanic, believe it or not, came in number three at the box office as it got a re-release as they're trying to add to its box office total again. Another $6 million for that. Bra- 80 for Brady, fourth. And uh, Puss in Boots, number five. Knock at the Cabin, number six at the box office this weekend so uh, everybody just holding their breath waiting for uh, Ant-Man to come out this week and then I'm sure the box office will bounce back. There's your first round of important stuff here on the X That is Five Finger Death Punch. Welcome to the circus here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Certainly what last night's Super Bowl was of course everybody's got an opinion and we're only our happiest when we're complaining about something and the thing I guess other than the holding call at the end of the game that most people were complaining about yesterday was the Super Bowl halftime show Big J. And uh, I watched all of it. Did you partake in all of it? Yeah, as well? absolutely. And uh, and your thoughts on Rihanna at the Super Bowl? I thought it was show. pretty dang good. Uh, you liked it? Yeah, I was like, the, first of all, to me, I'm like the production, like the staging was amazing. Dude, amazing. I, I just it, incredible, and and the people just knowing people who do that for a living yeah. around here, and just man, the feat that they do within the m- amount of time that they have to put up that and take it down, and then have a football game is mind boggling to me so i appreciated that as far as uh rihanna's performance like i wouldn't know i couldn't give you the name of a rihanna song uh, when i heard a couple of them i'm like oh yeah i've heard that song before um and i thought yeah the performance was fine i've seen far worse yes so. I, I agree i mean here's the thing like first of all uh the rihanna halftime show was not for you or i big j it wasn't for 45 year old white guys it just wasn't yeah i mean this was to bring the female demographic into the game and let them care about stuff that was going on and so i understand why it happened but you know the other thing to it was i also while i know who rihanna is i know she has a song called umbrella I don't know. I mean, I'm fairly out of touch with that pop music world. And yeah. and so I couldn't differentiate when she was transitioning from one song to the other. But that's only because I have an ignorance towards Rihanna and her music. It has nothing to do with the quality of it. Uh, but, you know, uh, the other thing that just kind of surprised me was, and I understand, I mean, first of all, pregnant with her second child. She just had her first child. So for her to turn around yeah. that quickly, to be up there and doing that in front of God knows how many millions of people is a testament to her, her work ethic, and their ability to even pull that kind of stuff off. So congratulations. I mean, I can't even fathom. So I understand why there wasn't a ridiculous amount of like dancing and moving around outside of the backup dancers. And I'm not critiquing that at all. But one of the things I noticed that that I was kind of shocked that she was named before it was Rihanna, not exactly a performer. You understand what I'm saying? Like she is an amazing singer, amazing voice, tons of hits. But she's not out there doing a bunch of stuff like Beyonce's doing at her shows, you know, where everything's choreographed and things are around her. I think her, her dance numbers are okay to me. No, I'm, well, listen, like I said, her backup dancers were amazing. What I'm saying is Rihanna doesn't partake, I guess, in that kind of stuff. She never really has. And so you weren't going to get a whole bunch of like her doing a bunch of stuff on that stage. I don't know if people were expecting that 
to be the case, but that was never going to be the case, whether she was pregnant or not. I was just kind of surprised that it was like a, everything felt a little bit one note to me, and that's okay. But I mean, again, the, the well, halftime show was not for me. I've seen a lot worse. I had no problems with it whatsoever. There was no kind of vitriol towards it that a lot of people were having. Like, I didn't, nothing about it sparked it enough for me to start flipping tables and go, I can't believe there wasn't a rock show involved in yeah. the halftime show. I don't think we're ever going to see that. I do believe at this point that the halftime show is programming for a different audience than what's what they're going to drag in from people that want to watch the football game. I mean, listen, and, and, and by the way, last year's halftime show was exactly the same. As much as I enjoyed it, it was because I was familiar with the music. It's not like Eminem and Snoop Dogg were out there doing a bunch of backflips and bleep. You know what I mean? It was just them up right. there rapping yeah. and everybody else was doing stuff around them and they had a bunch of different people with songs that we recognized and so we all enjoyed it. And it was more along those lines than it was anything else. I think the days of the super crazy, you know, performers actually doing the, you know, stuff was, was nuts. But I love the staging. It looked really, really cool. I don't think you're going to paid me to be on those platforms like those dancers. Yeah, do. like, and also, like, Rihanna, like, not afraid of heights, clearly. No. I mean, up there, and who knows how big that is in real life. You know, I mean, when you're seeing it, but sure. I'm like, that was up there a ways. There's a lot of trust involved in it. And yeah, they, they had that people strapped in. Of course they did. In case things go haywire, but still. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of trust and a lot of things going on. And you could see it when they were dancing and moving on it. It was shaking. I mean, like, I would be freaked the hell out yeah. if that were me. But uh, to those of you that don't like it, man, listen, you're going to have to get used to it. This is the way things are going to go. And the Super Bowl halftime show is not about you. And it hasn't been for a very, very long time. Yeah, and it's okay. Hey, by the way, if you don't like something, to not say anything. Sure. <laughs> I mean, well, there's no... Re I mean, it's just... God, it's so dumb. Again, that there has to be that. We're at our happiest when we're bitching and complaining about something. Nothing makes us happier than a platform for us to complain. And, hell, that's why we have this show for the most part. And then also, that's why social media exists. And so, because those things are happening, it's a lot more. But also, I mean, do yourself a favor. For every dude that is on your timeline complaining about Rihanna, you'll find three women that absolutely love the performance. That's who this thing was about. And that's who they were trying to, to get in and tune into the halftime show. And it worked. And it's okay to make other people happy besides you. And that's really what it boiled down to. The game is about uh, you, the football fan. Halftime show hasn't been about you, the football fan, since, what, maybe Prince? I mean, I'm trying to think of the yeah, last probably. one that was... I mean, and even Prince, you know, crosses those popularity barriers. But, like, I mean, I guess, technically, uh, U2 or maybe Springsteen, like, six, seven, eight years ago, was more of a male-centered kind of halftime show. But they just don't do that anymore. I mean, the Coldplay's, the, uh, the old-school hip-hop, that's all a female-based audience. And that's who they're going after for that particular side of stuff. And it's going to continue because that's who they want to reach in that particular period. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are here to solve problems. Ask the Morning After coming up next on the X Rocks. Pearl Jam, that is Jeremy here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Listen, we all got problems. Big J and I uh, go to therapy on the regular because of our problems. And, of course, we are not licensed therapists, but damn, do we like to play them on the radio. And so if you've got issues, problems, something you would like to get solved, that's what Ask the Morning After is all about. Reach out to us on Twitter at Nick and Big J. We're on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on Facebook. You can send us a message there. You can always text us at 208-287-1003. But what problem are we solving today. Yeah, not a life-altering uh, problem here, Thank I don't God. think, uh, from Eric, but uh, after watching the talk about the Kelsey brothers from this year's Super Bowl, it had me thinking that I don't talk to my brother nearly enough. Do you guys have siblings, and if so, how often do you hang out with them? Uh, you definitely, you have multiple siblings. How often are you, but they live in other states in some cases, right? Yeah, I've got, uh, now I've got siblings all over the place. Uh, got one that lives in Minnesota, one that lives in Utah, uh, one that lives in Montana, and one that lives here. And then another one that I don't know, we don't talk. So uh, let's focus on the one that actually lives where you mm -hmm. live. How often do you see that sibling or talk to that sibling? Yeah, not enough lately. I mean, very they're very busy. She's very busy. So we just don't get it. We, we try to uh, for a while because basically um, she's got one of her kids that live here. So one of my nephew um, and and uh, my other sister has got a, a son that lives here and a, and a daughter. So nephew and a niece. And every now and then we'll try to all hook up and, and go have 
pizza together or something, and we don't get to do that as often. I haven't really had a chance to spend a lot of time with her in the last uh, couple years. She's been very busy, and then you know, she's been on a lot of trips to see her other kids, so uh, not as often as, as I'd like, uh, but uh, try to talk to everybody at least uh, you know a couple times a month. And then how about the ones that don't live here in the state of Idaho? Yeah, well, uh, my sister Sidri lives in Montana. See her, um, you know, at least for the holidays for the most part. I mean, they were just here uh, uh, during the Christmas time, so got to see them and um, you know and, and then my other sister Kelly and her wife uh, Michelle live in Salt Lake City so and they were just here yeah they were just here or she was and um, and unfortunately uh, Michelle is going through uh, breast cancer treatment right now um, but don't I, I mean she's relatively new sibling for me <laughs> so because we just uh, kind of found each other a few years ago and spending more time with each other so haven't had a chance to a lot of chance to do that but we try to talk regularly so oh so these are the half siblings that we're yeah, they're all about. half siblings well not the I'm one a, that lives here right yeah oh really half. okay i thought that was all of, all my siblings are half siblings well that's the, well then it's good that you continue to have those relationships with them i, I, I am on pretty much the polar opposite of this and my brother yeah, you will attest to it i do not hate my family at all but i i do and this is something that comes up in therapy a lot i i have a really bad case of out of sight out of mind and uh, I have had that Trust for me, I know. ever, uh, but some of those are voluntary. In this particular case, they're oh, not. Ouch. <laughs> so uh, it is one of those deals where uh, while my brother and I get along just fine, he lives in Arizona. We were we were much more likely to see each other when we were in the same place. I'll put it that way. Oh, when yeah. I lived and worked in Arizona, we were hanging out on a fairly regular basis. But since uh, you know, I did bounce around a little bit because of my job, and when I did do that, and especially since I moved out here, I. I didn't get a chance. I don't get a chance to see my brother as much as I would like. And quite frankly, I don't talk to my brother as much as I probably should either. Every once in a while, I'll check in and make sure he's okay. We check in on the birthdays, of course, yeah. uh, around the holidays. But really, that's it. And every once in a while, if there's like a something serious going on, it will actually, you know, deserve a phone call. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But I, I am the same way of all my families. I'll tell you this. I also have a stepbrother that I do not talk to at all and for no reason i mean that's the that's the most frustrating part for me is that ben and i get along just fine we're really we're the same age and he still lives in wisconsin was he at the thing did you meet him when we went because i don't remember i don't know i was drunk right and so i don't remember <laughs> I if he came to our broadcast we're, we're very, we get along fine we're amicable there's no issues or problems or anything like that but also we're just not we're not very alike you know like uh, ben works in the race car world he is a pit crew chief currently for oh, cool. the arca circuit so he is on the road with a bunch of different race teams and he is in that life so he's on the road constantly incredibly busy all the time uh lives and works in wisconsin as well when he's not doing that and I am here in Idaho, and so we haven't ju- we haven't really crossed paths very much, and therefore we're not in each other's lives as much as we should. So I, I I beg of you, do whatever you can not to be like me, because there really is no reason for me not to talk to them. Now this goes both ways in a lot of ways, which is what we're talking about too, and that yeah. is it's not like they're beating down my door and I'm ignoring phone calls or text messages or anything like that. And so it does definitely go both ways, but I am certainly not helping things, and that is something I really really would like to approve of. So, uh, and, and, and I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll make an admission here as well because, uh, you know, the wife probably, and this week, she did it yesterday. She goes, hey, do you, do you want to call your siblings today? Oh, and you just flat out said no. Like, and I said no. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because uh, I did this uh, two weeks ago. She's like, hey, let's uh, let's call your siblings and, and like she make check in. And I'm like, okay. You know, not that I don't want to talk to them, but I'm like, so I, I go, I call them, I yeah. touch base, I talk to them. Now, here's the thing. Uh, there's got to be a two-way street here, okay? And that's why I said, frankly, no. It's okay. like, when are they going to call me? Okay. You, you want to feel a little recidu- reciprocal yeah, effect. Yeah, that. I'm got like, it. it shouldn't be, because then you start this thing where, like, it's my responsibility to always get in touch with them, and it should be a two-way street. It also shouldn't have to be on a set timeline, like, once a week or anything like that, so... No. Is she good about keeping t- in touch with her siblings as well? Yeah, for okay. the most part. Well, yeah. there you I mean, go. That's he, he what lives it is. Here, that helps. And he lives here, yeah, so that. it does help. And um, But at the, 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 the same time, it's like uh, it's not because I don't want to. And the Kelsey brothers, they got a special thing going. Those guys yeah. love each other. I 
don't want to be the Kelsey brothers, and that's okay by me. Why? Absolutely, because uh, they annoy me at this point. But I certainly want to say that. Uh, I, well, listen, I, uh, neither uh, Jason, I, I can deal with a little bit more when, than Travis these days. I feel like Travis hasn't found a microphone or camera he doesn't like and wants to logjam himself into every situation he can. But that's a whole different issue altogether. But I will say that I, I, I certainly uh, do appreciate my family and uh, my brother and my stepbrother very much. I love them very much, but I do not talk to them as much as I should. And, uh, and certainly that is my fault and something that I want to prove upon. So don't feel bad if you're not the Kelsey brothers. Not everybody can have a hugely popular podcast nor a platform in which to do that with their brothers. So uh, we all can't strive for that kind of thing. Maybe just talking to each other every once in a while is all we need to do in order to feel better about ourselves. And that's okay, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your Ask the Morning After fun. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff. Hold tight for that. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. You're not going to leave this, Big J, but uh, cell phone companies may be in trouble. What? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's only because, you know, it used to be every year or close to every year, everybody lined up like a bunch of idiots for the new cell phone of the year. You understand? Yeah. Ta-da! But over the last three years, that number has drastically reduced. Uh, basically, the use, the amount of people purchasing new cell phones every year is down 22% from 2018, which is a significant drip in, drop in the marketplace. Of course, on top of that, that doesn't mean people don't need phones. It just means the number one most complaint when it comes to new phones is the technology doesn't improve enough from phone model over phone model for people to abandon the phone that they have. For another phone, especially for a new thousand dollar phone, right? Especially considering the price for those phones are so so expensive, and it's particularly Apple users that are disappointed in the advancements from one year to the next. Ever since the X, apparently, which is about four models ago, they released the XS, XR, the 11, and the 11 Pro. Since then, there have been almost zero improvements done on the phone from one model to the next, and therefore. Apple users are like, why am I going to pay $1,400, $1,600 for a new phone that really doesn't change anything over my new phone that I have other than a fraction of an inch in display size or whatever? Especially when my phone functions properly and ever since they took off the caps and made it illegal for them to slow things down on the phone that you have that's old, it's really gone through the bottom of the floor and so they're struggling. But they could be pivoting, Big J, because you know what's up? People are buying used smartphones. Uh, a ridiculous amount. It's up 11% just in this year alone as new purchase phones are slumping across the... It uh, doesn't matter what kind of carrier you have or what kind of phone you have, whether you're an Android or Apple user, iOS, doesn't matter. We're just not buying new phones as much anymore. Uh, but however, I will say this. I'm not sure I really knew or if there was a place you could go for quality used smartphones if I would do something like that. It depends on the price, I suppose, right, Big J? Sure. I mean, if you're looking for an improvement and the used smartphone is better than the one you currently have, why not? But I always thought that it was difficult for you to unlock these particular phones to get them if they were used. But I don't, again, I'm out of my element. I'm out of my depth when it comes to yeah. this stuff. I don't know how any of this stuff works. But I do know that people are buying used smartphones a lot more often. But again, I don't know where, I mean, I guess you could walk into like any kind of pawn shop and buy a used smartphone? I don't know how that works. I don't know. Internet? I'm not sure. And say then, probably marketplace or, you know. And then how you get that phone in your name to access your data and information is probably a whole nother step. Well, when you factory reset it, yeah. I mean, you obviously you'd probably look to buy a phone that's in, you, you, that's amicable with your carrier. Right, of course. And then you would need, when you need like your own SIM card or something that goes along with that. that yeah, has it depends on the phone. So, yeah, there's a lot of like bells and whistles and hoops and stuff that you have to jump through. But clearly, buying a used smartphone will be better as long as you know you're getting a quality one or certainly cheaper for people. But uh, the new phones, people jumping and standing in line for them, that's the way of the dodo, man. Things have changed. For the second time in the last four seasons, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. 38-35, 27-yard field goal by Harrison Bucker with eight seconds left. Sealed the deal for the Chiefs in the comeback victory. They were down 10 in halftime. Pat Mahomes is your uh, Super Bowl MVP for the second time in his career. So the uh, it's the first time in forever that the season MVP was also the Super Bowl winning quarterback and the Super Bowl MVP as well. And Pat Mahomes had three touchdowns. Although, I'll say this. Uh, I think really 
clearly the offensive line of the Chiefs were the MVP of that game as they protected Patrick Mahomes incredibly. Yeah. And also, uh, credit to, I don't know, I, I mean, Andy Reid appears like he's calling those plays, but also Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coaches for the Kansas City Chiefs and the scheme that they came up with in the second half. I mean, Pat Mahomes has a, had a great game, but two of the Chiefs' touchdowns in that second half were wide, wide open, open, and that is scheme. That's not quarterback play. And so, uh, congratulations to them for putting that up as well. It was a really well-called team, coach team, and uh, coach second half for the Chiefs. Not the only sports story going on, however. Derek Carr has informed the Las Vegas Raiders that he is not going to let them get anything for him and will deny any trade to any team. So basically, unless the uh, Raiders want to pay this guy a ridiculous amount of money, they're just going to have to cut him, take the financial cap hit, and basically not get anything back for Derek Carr in their move to move on from him. So especially after he signed just a huge contract a year and a half ago. So that's one kind of middle finger to the Raiders from Derek Carr. And quite frankly, I don't blame him one bit. So uh, he'll be able to go wherever he wants to go now and sign a new contract with whatever team he wants to as opposed to having the Raiders get something in return. And I'm all for that. As much of a business as it is uh, for these teams to move on from players, I don't mind when a player gets over every once in a while. And that's happening with Derek Carr. Zion Williamson has tweaked his hamstring yet again playing three-on-three. And so now he is not going to be back. He's going to be out a couple more weeks as the continued injuries for Zion Williamson continue in the world of the NBA. And uh, Fox yesterday announced that Derek Jeter uh, is no longer an owner of the Miami Marlins, but he is a member of the Fox Sports broadcast team. He will be a baseball analyst going forward, joining Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz on the broadcast side of things for studio coverage for Fox Baseball going forward. Big J, we will talk uh, Super Bowl commercials here in a little bit, but just know that uh, movies were a big part of the Super Bowl this year. If you want to watch the full trailers for things like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the new Flash movie, as well as Transformers and Fast 10, all of those uh, longer movie trailers and the commercials that you saw last night are up on the internet and you can enjoy them in their full. Uh, the winner last night, by the way, of most views, The Flash, Big J, uh, tra- tracking ahead of Guardians yeah. the Galaxy 3 as far as uh, the most views for movie trailers after the Super Bowl. So the Flash got people tuning in. Well, we already know what the Guardians of the Galaxy is. True. People have no idea what the hell's going on with the Flash. Uh, and the Flash, I'll tell you what, in that movie trailer revealed a lot of details as to what's going on. And now, we, uh, thanks to James Gunn, Batman. we also know, and uh, Supergirl, and we also know that none of it will mean anything by the end of the movie. So enjoy it while you get it. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff. Point three, the X rocks. I'm not sure if we've ever been here before for a We're Going to Hell story, but it's certainly rare that we make our way to Vermont for any reason whatsoever. But we are going there today for today's We're Going to Hell story, and uh, this is one of those Darwin Award kind of Ooh, situations. where My favorite kind. I know. It's like, you know, we live in a time where it's very interesting, and I believe we talked about this maybe on Friday or Thursday of last week, where... Uh, We no longer believe anybody for what they say uh, because uh, we know better than everybody else is what it boils down to. And uh, I've never been much of an outdoorsy person. I don't think you are as well, Big J. But I wanted to be at one point in time. I can I really tell. Did. I can tell you right now. One thing: no matter how outdoorsy I may be, I'm not against like hiking or going out or any of that stuff. But one thing I will never do. Uh, and growing up in Wisconsin and having done this once, I promise you, I'll never do it again. It's ice fishing, Big J. It's it's essentially three hours or more of misery. It, it's a rite of passage, like in the Midwest, like Minnesota. Yeah, I'll never get it. I'll never get I, it. I, I'm unbelievable. I could never do that. My grandpa dragged me to to do ice fishing. First of all, I'm not a real big fishing fan anyway. They should just call it sitting because that's all you're doing for like four ice sitting? hours. Ice sitting. Not even ice. Any kind of fishing. You're usually just sitting there doing well, nothing. I, I don't think that's And accurate. getting hammered. Unless you're fly fishing. Other than that, you're just sitting I on a boat. I still don't think that's an accurate portrayal of uh, fishing. But, but, uh, fly fi- but ice fishing is the same. Well, some people that ice fish will argue with both of us on that particular side of things. But it's just basically freezing out on a lake as you're uh, sitting around a hole waiting for fish to bite your line. And, uh, again, drinking is usually involved with it. That's what you do when you go fishing is you get hammered as well. But uh, this particular case in this Vermont thing, it was a uh, ice fishing tournament, Big J. It was the 43rd year of the Islands Ice Fishing Derby in, uh, in this place called Grand Isle, Vermont. So it's a pretty big deal. Lots of people take part in it. But 
Big J. Uh, for the last week, weather forecasters around the area were like, hey, 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 guys, guys, we know this thing is planned for this weekend, but I'm telling you right now, the weather's been pretty nice over the last couple weeks. The ice thickness on the lake that you're planning this tournament is very volatile. Please, I beg of you, not a good idea. But the tournament organizers were like, what do weather people know? They're wrong most of the time anyway. What do you know about frozen tundra? So they decided they were going to hold the ice fishing tournament anyway, Big J. Hey, can you guess what happened? How many people died? Three people died no! at this ice fishing tournament. I apologize to everybody. I didn't know that. Because. They really died? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, about four people fell through the ice, three of which died after being pulled from the water uh, because the bunch of people fell through the ice during this tournament because the ice wasn't thick enough to support their weight. All of them elderly in the uh, 70 or higher oh, in this man. particular well, case. They lived, they lived a long life. They had a good run. They died li- doing what they loved, question mark. And so uh, it was an opportunity for them to do that. But all of them were warned uh, that they probably shouldn't do it. And they went forth with it anyway, and of course, tragedy then struck. This is a great, I already know the name of the Lifetime movie, When the Ice Thaws. There you go. Well, wait a second, huh? They pulled the bodies out long before the ice thawed. (laughs) No, but I mean, what happens is, is the ice uh, gets uh, the light, you fall right through. Yeah, it's It's not good. It's not a good combination. Man, Uh, what a bunch of dummies. And so uh, they said that that basically if it weren't for the cold front that came through earlier this year, the ice would have been melted long, long ago. But the cold front was not enough to keep this lake, Lake Champagne, uh, thick enough for this tournament. So they begged them not to do it, and they did it anyway. They did say, and now it looked deceptively thick, and that's one of the dangers of it, but it wasn't. Uh, According to all reports, the ice must be at least nine inches thick uh, to support cars, shanties, all this kind of stuff. And they were messing around on like four to five inch thick ice. So it was never going to be a good situation, just kind of what they said. So once again, every once in a while, it pays to listen to people that are begging you not to do something stupid. And if you do it anyway, it usually doesn't work out for you. And also, I mean, this goes, I mean, this might become a more popular, and I'm not anti geriatric by any means but you know 70 year old sometimes they don't care about other people's opinions and and they'll they'll do their own thing and well there's plenty of 20 and 30 year olds that are in that category sure but 70 year olds have that uh that that air of oh i have wisdom that's gone that go that leaves you at 68 69 years old maybe and then by (laughs) then it's just honoriness so you're saying you turn dumb the second you turn 70 i think maybe all right well listen that's a hot take Morning after you with said Nick. there'd be hot takes from it's true. Morning. I was thinking leaning towards Super Bowl, but you're right. I didn't know you were gonna go after our elderly. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is Chevelle. That is the red here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single year on this day, the day following the Super Bowl, Big J and I get a chance to break down. The actual Super Bowl ads. We wouldn't be doing a morning show on radio if we didn't talk about that at some point today because that's half the reason people tune in is all the commercials that are involved in the Super Bowl. And Big J, uh, good year, bad year overall for the Super Bowl ads this year. I think, well, here's the thing. Here's And this is just my opinion, is that these spots and these commercials would, I think, be more entertaining and more fun if we didn't have them before the damn Super Bowl. I would love to talk to an ad agency person uh, and find out why they think that that is is a good thing to do versus having it be all the talk about about it the next day when you don't know anything about the spot and it gets totally ruined and you know stuff like I think to me had I not seen the Paramount Plus spot with Sylvester Stallone beforehand and saw it during the Super Bowl, I would have been like, oh my god, that's my favorite commercial. Because that one? No, no, no. I'm not saying that was my favorite okay. commercial. I'm just saying, had I not already seen it, I mean it takes some of the some of the luster for I me. I felt away. that way about the Pepsi Zero once. Like the Ben Stiller one I thought was very funny, but still I had seen it before, so yeah. it took a lot of the luster away. So some of the ones that I hadn't seen before, hadn't heard about that I thought were that I was like, okay, that was pretty funny. I thought the E V commercials with uh commercial with Will Farrell was great. Yep. I had seen that one before though, so unfortunately yeah. I was I also ruined. 
Um, I and then of course uh, the Pringles was fun, uh, just because uh, you mentioned this this morning. We have a, a fun uh, Im- piece of sound imaging that is, is that entirely that commercial. Yeah, talking about well, getting a Pringles can yeah, stuck on your. One head. of my personal favorites was the Downy Unstoppables. You really like that one? I couldn't yeah. get into that one. Oh, at just all. because I thought it was hilarious with the play on Danny McBride's name. Um, I thought it was was really funny. So uh, I thought the Diddy Uber one was pretty funny. That was good. I thought that was a good one as well, and uh, and then of course, I mean, you can't go wrong with the. Again, I think that the the the, the pop corner or what is it called? Pop corners, the, yeah. Pop corners. I think that would have been would have won the day easily had it not come out before. I hadn't seen that one, and it it was one of my favorite. It made my top three because you know, listen, if you're gonna sell out and do it like that, do it the right way, like Breaking Bad did, and absolutely buy in totally and even like even if it was just them in the rv it would have been funny but then involving tico and like an iconic scene from the actual series was absolutely hilarious and i didn't obviously watch every episode of breaking bad but i i had to knew enough to know that i really appreciated it and i thought it was very funny it was very clear that last year's crypto this year ev vehicles was the theme that ran throughout the super bowl like there was like 15 crypto commercials last year there were like 20 EV commercials of every kind during the Super Bowl this year. But uh, the ones that I really enjoyed for sure out of my, again, the pop corners we talked about, I did enjoy the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts one. Only the one part, though, I liked it when the lady didn't recognize him. I thought that was funny and very clearly not what they had (laughs) planned. And it was very pretty funny. I also want to give it up, even though I knew it was coming in some way. I didn't know what it was going to be about. I enjoyed the Dave Grohl Ode to Canada commercial for Crown Royal. The whole thing. Get to see the whole thing. Yes, it was very nice to see what they were talking about. Crown Royal of course a Canadian whiskey which is why they were doing it and he made people remember and realize that uh, football was actually invented in Canada which is crazy to think about but that is a fact. Yeah that was upsetting. I, I also uh, really did enjoy the Bradley Cooper and his mom doing the T-Mobile commercial together. I thought that was genuine and funny and it made me laugh And uh, but the number one commercial for me is uh, I really enjoyed the Ram EV commercial where they talked about premature electrication. I oh, thought yeah. that was really, really... I laughed like four or five times during that commercial, which I did not know was coming, didn't know was happening, and I thought was a very funny play on those particular things. A little bit immature, but that lends to my sensibilities sure. more than others, and so I enjoyed that. Were there any commercials that you absolutely did not enjoy or did not get the hype for at all? Um, I mean, I don't know. The Heineken commercial, I felt, uh, was... The Ant-Man one? Yeah. Okay. It's like, that wasn't that great. That was just product placement. Uh, it was surprising. Like, you had to wait till almost the whole entire game was over before you had your first Budweiser commercial. Yeah. And that wasn't super fantastic either. So I, I think the beer commercials in general just didn't hit the mark like they used to. Yeah, the one that's the the Blue Moon Miller Lite uh, slash Coors Light one, they're all the same company yeah. now, which is why they were uh, making them all go together, which kind of makes a little bit of sense. I was a little bit underwhelmed by the Clueless one. I don't know why. I can, maybe because I didn't know what the product actually was, and I still don't yeah. know exactly what uh, the actual uh, Rudikin service is that they were plugging during the point of that. Uh, I will say I also was underwhelmed by the John Travolta musical one, which was also for T-Mobile, home internet, and uh, really the the ones that uh, just had a little bit less entertaining aspects to them the more serious ones uh were just feel i always feel like a waste of time for me in the super bowl but i will say this i I felt like it was an above average year overall when you when you put them all together again i enjoyed even the ones that i had seen already like the will ferrell and the pepsi commercials i did enjoy those a little bit more than the other ones so i think it was actually a pretty decent year for uh, Super Bowl commercials. Usually uh, we walk away jaded from this situation, but uh, I think it was a pretty good win. So we'll see how many of these companies are still around in a year, or if we're making fun of any of this stuff like we did with crypto last year, who knows? But it's all happening, and the Super Bowl was a big part of it, and they're rating the ads. And by the way, Big J, the number one rated ad right now, probably shouldn't surprise you, at least on USA Today, is that Will Ferrell Netflix ad that kind of teamed up together uh, as Will Ferrell played some characters in a bunch of Netflix shows and had some fun talking about GM EV vehicles. So that probably shouldn't surprise you. Will Ferrell's a pretty big deal. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your commercial update coming up in a few minutes. Some important stuff. Hold tight for that.
and after with Nick and Big J. I got to be honest, Big J. I I was a little disappointed when I got up this morning and I was pulling my car out of my garage and I looked up and I did not see a strange floating object above my vehicle because they're popping up everywhere. Well, you you, I was also disappointed that I don't see uh, F-22s up here scramming around down in these sons of bitches. Uh, well, I mean, they're shooting them down left, right, and center. Uh, the U.S. What military are they shooting down? shot down another airborne object that was spotting over Lake Huron in Michigan yesterday. The fourth flying object shot down over North American airspace in the last week. The Pentagon said the object was an octagonal structure with strings attached to it. We. It appeared to pass over some U.S. military sites and posed a threat to civilian aviation as well as being a possible tools for surveillance. So down it goes. And if you're keeping track, that is number four. Back on February 4th, they shot down that balloon that started in Montana and floated all the way over to South Carolina. That we knew was a balloon. Before we took that down on Friday, it was unidentified cylindrical object that was brought down over Alaska. Saturday, it was Canadian airspace brought down by the U.S. military with permission by Canadian authorities. And then yesterday was the object brought down over Lake Huron. So little information has been released about the last three incidents because recovery efforts are still underway, they say. So we don't know what they are. We just know. I, I Listen, I'll be honest. I kind of thought the alien invasion would be a little bit more dramatic, you know, than just like little floating objects keeping track of us. But Or we just started an intergalactic war. Well, did we start it? Or are, I guess are we... if we're shooting them down all of a sudden because we think they're Chinese balloons... Well, one certainly was a balloon. Whether what it was doing and what it was yeah. there for, who knows? But yeah, the other the other side to this coin is every you know John can run on Amazon.com and grab you know a uh, surveillance drone if they want to. And so who knows what any of this stuff is? But the reality of it is, it's still interesting to know that there have been four objects shot down by military in the last week or so, which is kind of weird, right, Big J? Yes. Have you, started, have you started the bunker in uh, Middleton yet? No. What good is that going to do? I don't know. Uh, ain't no gonna, and there won't be any I, uh, objects. I came over. to the realization that a bunker ain't going to do you no good. We're all as good as gone anyway? Yeah. Might as well just hang on for the ride? If COVID taught us anything, forget about it. <laughs> there is no protecting from people that want to do dumb things. For the second time in the last four seasons, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl uh, champions. They came back from 10 points down at halftime to claim the Super Bowl victory. Chiefs scored a touchdown on each of their first three possessions in the second half and then the game-clinching field goal on their final possession of the half for a 38-35 victory. Patrick Mahomes, your MVP, he played with an injured angle, seemed to aggravate it towards the end of the first half, but looked fine in the second half. He completed 13 of 15 passes for 93 yards and two scores while adding a crucial 26-yard scramble on what would be the game-winning field goal attempt with eight seconds left. He was named MVP. Jalen Hurts, the best player on the field last night, though, despite the fact that it was a loss, he played marvelously. Over 300 yards passing. He had three rushing touchdowns, another passing touchdown last night, but a costly turnover in the first half that led to a Kansas City touchdown. And uh, just wasn't, I mean, listen, I'll be honest, too. I felt like the Eagles got completely away from what was working for them in the first half in that second half, and I feel like the adjustments made by Andy Reid were the difference in the game. But the Eagles were, I mean, I don't know. I think Jalen Hurts maybe attempted two rushes that weren't sneaks in that second half where he was running all over the place in that first half, and they just got away from that quarterback run, and I think it cost him the game, to be perfectly honest. But listen, credit where credit's due. The Chiefs' offensive line was crazy good. They neutralized that that Philadelphia defense. They really put no pressure on Patrick Mahomes all night, which was incredible when you think about how many sacks they had coming into the game. The Chiefs were able to run that ball as well last night, something they really weren't known for, but they were able to do so, and uh, they did a really good job and did great adjustments in the second half, and the Chiefs earned that victory last night, and it was a hell of a game as well, and so no complaints. I thought for sure Andy Reid kind of wimping out and going for that field goal in the first half that donked off would come back to haunt them but you know what it didn't and more credit to him so congratulations to the Chiefs again I thought the Eagles were going to win the game so I was straight up wrong from the word go so congratulations to the Chiefs way to go Big J, Halle Berry is having a good laugh at herself. Uh, she had uh, she went to Instagram on Friday to share a reel of herself uh, basically taking a face plant as uh, she approached a podium for a charity event. 
And she said, uh, sometimes you bust your ass, she wrote in the caption, and she's right. Uh, it did not look like it felt good, but at least you can have fun at the fact that uh, you fell down from time to time. And if you can't poke fun at yourself, Big J, are you allowed to poke fun at other people? No. I say nay as well. So at least Halle Berry's having a little bit of fun, and she is okay. But uh, a reminder to everybody, watch out, man. Nobody wants to take a face plan when everybody's looking at you. That's the worst place to do it. You ever fallen like that in front of God and everybody, Big J? Probably. Uh, I'm trying to More think. More than a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm sure it's happened to me as well. It doesn't feel good when you've uh, fallen face plant in front of somebody else. So at least you can poke fun at yourself. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. How about we do some pop culture smackdown in a few? On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, we've got for you a nice little Morning After prize package here of sorts because we're going to hook you up with tickets to Pepper, our last pair of tickets that coming Sunday, February 26th to the Knitting Factory. And with that, you'll get qualified for a $250 gift certificate to the Downtown Boise Association, which means you can use that for all the shops and the dining downtown. So you and whoever can enjoy yourself a fine, fine meal and some shopping courtesy downtown boys association and we are going to give that away uh on valentine's day man so it'll Tomorrow. be a perfect valentine's day present so if you want to qualify for this 250 dollars gift certificate as well as some concert tickets now would be the time to get on the phone 208-287-1003 but you're going to have to know your pop culture knowledge in order to claim this prize specifically you're gonna have to know a little bit about talk shows because today big j is a particular talk show host's 79th birthday any guesses boy boy Maybe. <laughs> well done. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Sean. Sean. Now would be the time to let that guest fly, Big J. Um, it would be Johnny Carson. Nope, uh, he is dead. Oh. It is Jerry Springer's birthday today, uh, and so we're gonna do some trivia around Jerry Springer. Jesus. Sean, to you, what Midwestern town elected Jerry Springer to its city council and then later its mayor? Was it Cleveland, Indianapolis, or Cincinnati? Uh, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland is incorrect. I'm sorry. Thank you, however, for playing. Hello, the X. Cleveland does rock. It does indeed, but not for Jerry Springer. Hello, the X. There's Matt. Uh, hey, Matt. We need to know what Midwestern town elected Jerry Springer to its city council, and then later to be its mayor. Cleveland, Indianapolis, or Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Cincinnati is absolutely correct. Well done. Right. You're officially taking on Big J. Big J, even though he was the mayor of Cincinnati, Big J, sadly, Jerry Springer could never be president of the United States of America. That is because he was born in what foreign country? Canada. You're not even going to let me give you choices, huh? No. Okay. Uh, Canada was not one of the choices, so you what? are wrong. wrong. I'm sorry. He's uh, Canadian. He is not Canadian. I was going to tell you Spain, England, or China. He's not from China, is he? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there are two other choices. What right? were the choices? Uh, Spain, England, or China? England. England is correct. Right. Uh, but Big J went off the board right away with Canada and was incorrect. Congratulations, man. That means you got pepper tickets coming your way as well as you got a chance to win that $250 Downtown Boise Association gift certificate that we will be giving away tomorrow. Hang on just one second. We'll get some information from you. Big J, Jerry Springer recorded his long-running talk show in what Midwestern city? Chicago. That is correct. Right. And finally, what movie did Jerry Springer star in as a play of the Jerry Springer show? A movie that got a theatrical release. What was the Jerry I Springer got, movie called? I don't remember the name. Circus something? Uh, Circus something. Uh, you're pretty close, but no. It, Ringmaster is Ringmaster. Right. Ringmaster. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We got to run a headlines happening next on the X-Rocks. It's headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Easy to get your auto loan pre-approved thanks to Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button. It's right there at GoTeamMazda.com and you are good to go. Headlines are as follows, sir. Nice job, Teach. Worst case scenario and a whole new world. A whole new world. Big J, you remember back in the day when I uh, used to think about Amsterdam? You just thought of it as like just like an absolute free-for-all of uh, drugs and ne'er-do-wells and all sorts of cool stuff. Always wanted to go, right? Yeah, of course. Well, it's changing, my friend. 
because uh, marijuana gaining a lot of popularity here in the States, uh, but politicians in Amsterdam pumping the brakes on it. As a matter of fact, they have banned marijuana in Amsterdam's red light district. The ban is part of a crackdown. They don't want any more bars or prostitution in the red light district of Amsterdam. After years of locals complaining and obnoxious tourists wrecking their city, they say a bunch of just the worst people from all over the world are coming to Amsterdam to do terrible, terrible stuff. And it's starting to really, really affect the way the people that live there think about their city. So starting in May... Walking while smoking will be banned, whether it's cigarettes or marijuana, period, dot the end in Amsterdam. Plus, restaurants and bars will have to stop serving at 2 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, so no more 24-hour alcohol service in Amsterdam. And, Big J, those brothels, they got to shut her down by 3 o'clock in the morning, too. They don't want anything happening late, late at night, so Amsterdam is starting to get a little bit more, I guess... I'm not going to call it family-friendly yet, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just not quite the uh, the den of sin that I guess it once was. They're trying to pump the brakes and all that, so it's not the Amsterdam that you remember growing up, I suppose. But uh, I, 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 I've never been, so I can't say if there's going to be a marketable difference between the two, but certainly it seems like they're uh, start, starting to uh, tighten up the collar a little bit, if you will, Big G. Yeah. So you may want to plan your vacation somewhere else. Like, I don't know. Anywhere in the states around us that have legal marijuana. Nice job, teach or worst case scenario? Worst case scenario. We're talking about the famous Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Big J, it needed some repairs on Friday because thieves stole the damn catalytic converter off the, the Wiener Mobile, dude. Now that's a trophy for somebody. <laughs> I mean, it's not. They're not going to resell that. Right? How can you tell if it's the Wiener Mobile cabinet? I don't know. I mean, you make a, a special shadow box out of it. Trust me, if you're stealing catalytic converters, your goal is not to hang on to them. But the uh, the big Wiener made its pit stop in Vegas, where uh, Joseph Rodriguez said his staff managed to set up where basically they were able to figure out how to get the catalytic converter and the Wienermobile back on the road. But uh, the 27-foot hot dog is, in fact, back on the road. It will continue his trip as scheduled. But uh, I guess even the Wienermobile not safe from catalytic converter thieves, which is crazy when you think about it. Also has to take guts, you know? I mean, one would think that the Wienermobile is one of those things, no matter where it's parked, there's almost always eyeballs on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, reverence as well. Sure. And so to like to be able to crawl under there and take out the catalytic converter uh, feels like it's a black ops job, but they were able to pull it off. So, I mean... And now it's a target every time it's in a town, to me. <laughs> yeah, now you have to figure out what's the next thing you steal off the Wienermobile. Maybe something that gives it an actual piece of knowledge that it was from the Wienermobile. We'll wrap it up with Knight's Job Teach. A Michigan junior high teacher uh, may have made a bomb threat against the high school just so he could get a day off, Big J. Police allege that the teacher, Paul Jacobs, planted a note on February 2nd that the school would be blown up the next day. And after a search of the school, of course, no explosives were found, but they were able to match the penmanship with the 40-year-old educator. And so he has been charged with making an intentional threat of active violence against the school. He could face up to a year in jail. Of course, he also lost his job as well. He's due back in court on February 28th. So now we know it's not just kids making stupid bomb threats. It's also people that work there, Big J. Damn. Just because he wanted a day off. I mean, there are other ways to go about doing this. You call in sick. Yeah. Besides actually this putting days, a bomb threat. It seems like it'd be easier than ever. Hey, I have COVID. Sure. There's lots of different ways you could go about it. One should, I'll go on the record and say a bomb threat is the absolute least thing that should be on your list for any kind of uh, excuse, no yeah, matter just what. say you, made it, you need a mental health day. Something, anything. But, you know, you, you, you sometimes expect it from kids that are doing goofy kid things. Uh, I don't think I ever expected it from the teacher that worked there. But uh, I guess, uh, you know what? I'm always surprised by uh, people here in our country from time to time. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything you need to know. Guys, except for the opportunity to actually take one final look at traffic. Here's traffic. Helps if I turn it on. 
Got some sound gun for you. It's Outshine here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And then something happened before the big game happened yesterday too, right, Big J? Yeah, usually a big deal, and everybody wants to talk about that, the, the national anthem for a couple different reasons. Uh, Chris Stapleton uh, this year uh, knocking it out. And, um, you know, I saw plenty of uh, rock fans who were pretty uh, ecstatic about the performance that Chris gave, uh, giving the uh, national anthem. Uh, Coach Sirianni of the Eagles was brought to tears, Nick. Tears. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, he, I think he, he's got a great voice. It was a little country twangy for me, personally. Well, he's a country I, artist. Like the, yes, of course, I, I realize that. But uh, not all of them uh, can, you know, sometimes they can lose some of that twang a little bit. Um, but the, the musical side of it, you know, was a little too country for me. Like, I'm more down the Jimi Hendrix style uh, in Metallica that I appreciate, but, uh, you know, the, a lot of people dug it. It was one of those things, but one of the big deals when it comes to the National Anthem is the prop bets. Right, Nick. And the so, time. Yeah, this uh, this year, uh, the prop bet was, uh, was set at, uh, I think, uh, 125 seconds. So that was the over-under. And uh, if you bet the under, you uh, would come in uh, on, uh, on top here because the under was about uh, 121 seconds to complete the song. Oh, so he was about four seconds short of yeah. the actual over-under. And usually, famously, for the Super Bowl, a lot of people bet the over for the time that it takes to... I knew it was short because I told you I missed the National Anthem because I went to the bathroom and by the time I came out, the National Anthem was already done. And I was like, man, you must have breezed through that thing because I didn't get a chance to see or hear it at all. But, uh, but I mean, congratulations to those who cashed in on the under for the anthem. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was one of those deals where there's always money to be made on the... To uh, me, though, that's the one bet that I'm like, ah, that seems like you could... You could really mess with. What do you mean? You know, if, whoever's doing the the actual anthem can really oh sure determine who wins that bet. Yeah, he could he could bet the under and then just completely you know. I mean, clean it, up that seems illegal back. to me, right? Like that, like he could you know lay down tons of money on uh, the opposite of whatever, and then he can control that or whoever. Maybe there, yeah, I guess unless he goes through a magical or mystic third party that they have some sort of thing in control to make sure that that doesn't happen. I do not know. But I do know that speaking of bets, I did see like they. I was watching something on like uh, Twitter or something like that where they were showing like the inside of a Vegas casino during the coin flip, and like you know, coin flips is one of the first things you can bet on at an actual casino there. And the place went nuts when the Chiefs won the coin toss, and it was tails because you can bet heads or tails and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's money being thrown all over the place. I haven't seen any of the hard statistics on it, but I do know this was the most gambled on Super. Bowl in the history. Sure, sure, so, yeah, I bet. A lot of money changed hands, and a, you know, to the credit of the gamblers, again, what we what we talked about was the line started out Eagles two and a half and closed at Eagles at one and a half, which means a lot of the money was moving towards Kansas City, so I bet Kansas City the, the, the casinos lost some cash on that, because Kansas City apparently had a lot of the money bets going in yeah. to the Super Bowl, and they were right. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we got a chance for you to win something from us with bad impressions. They're next on the X Rocks. Impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru, uh, the Idaho Center pre owned superstore. Love those guys. Uh, we have here for you some tickets to the Red Dot Chili Peppers. They're going to be happening uh, to take the stage here at the Ninny Factory on Saturday, the 18th. So we'll set you up with those tickets. You're also qualified to win a $250 gift certificate to the Downtown Boise Association. What that means is $250 to spend as you please downtown, all the shops, uh, the restaurants. There's a lot of great stuff down there, obviously. And uh, we will pick a winner tomorrow on Valentine's Day for that but we'll get you qualified here with bad impressions it's our little valentine's day gift to you if you will 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play bad impressions and get qualified for that 250 dollars and definitely go to a concert on saturday might not be a bad idea to team those two up for valentine's day uh works like this big j's got three clues revolving around somebody pretty famous if you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less then you're definitely going to the show on saturday and that big old 250 bucks could be yours hello the x Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? It's Paul. All right, Paul, you're up first. Good luck. I'm not the typical WWE star turned superstar actor. I'm in it for the roles, for the actual acting. 
Next one. Glass Onion, Army of Thieves, Dune, My Spy, just a few of the movies I've starred in. Next one. After Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I'm done being Drax the Destroyer. Is it uh, John Cena? Is it John Cena? It is game? not John Cena. Sorry, Paul. Thank you for playing along. John we Cena, appreciate it. not in it for the acting. Hello, The X, as evidenced by his experience commercial. Hey, man, uh, <laughs> did you hear Big J's clues or do you need him again? I need him again. I'm not the typical WWE star turned superstar actor. I'm in it for the roles, for the actual acting. Glass Onion, mm -hmm. Army of Thieves, Dune, My Spy, a few of the movies I've starred in, and last but not least... After Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I'm done being Drax the Destroyer. Batista. Yeah, yeah! Good enough. Good job, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Red Knot Chili Peppers tickets for Saturday, as well as qualify you for that $250 gift certificate to the DBA. Hang on tight one second. Why is Dave Batista in the news? Hey, because morning after the movies is back, baby. <laughs> Season 7 kicks off. You better get yeah. ready to download that podcast, you sons of guns. Yeah, later this afternoon, we'll post that up, and uh, you can check out it. We, we, we uh, went and saw it over the weekend. Knock at the cabin, Nick, uh, myself, Ian, and uh, my daughter Mason, special guest. Yeah, so uh, we had a chance to kick things off. Uh, Big J's got a nice slate of movies uh, slated for a morning after the movies podcast going all the way through the middle of the year, so make sure you click the like and subscribe button so that you can check out new episodes and a reminder how it works. Split up into two separate kind of things. The first part is completely spoiler-free so you can get an idea of what we actually thought about it without getting into any of the minutiae and the details of the movie, whether or not it's worth your time to go check the movie out in theaters. And then once you've seen the movie, you can come back and actually hear what we really thought about it and what we liked and what we didn't like about the movies in a spoiler section. So it's an opportunity to get our advice whether or not you should see it. And then we get into the details of the movie. It's the way that we go about morning after the movies and it's been an honor to do this seven seasons of this damn podcast Big J yeah. and it's still going strong special thank you by the way we don't get to say it enough but we appreciate the majestic theaters for coming along for the ride with us and being able to uh, be a place for to host the podcast and help us out with some of the movies that are coming out so thank you to Randall and yeah. his whole crew that treat us like absolute gold over there we love them very very much and I even interrupted their managerial meeting on accident on Saturday when I barged sure. into the my door fault, my fault. thinking that we were a podcasting at a particular place and we weren't and so. it was a weird meeting like they're all in a circle <laughs> it and it's really like was. i felt very weird and they all looked at me and i was like god i'm so sorry I'm like everybody. hey i'm the new but yes please the new manager check out the uh the podcast <laughs> it will be dropping later on this evening for you to watch if you have watched knock at the cabin it's definitely a must listen if you're thinking about it that's when you should check it out morning after with nick and big j we'll wrap up the show here next on the x rocks <laughs> That is Dorothy Black Sheep wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. Thank you for hanging out with us on this uh, post-Super Bowl Sunday-Monday show. It's always nice to do it, even though we uh, hate that we have to go into work today, as I'm sure everybody does. But lots of Super Bowl talk today. We talked commercials. We talked halftime show. We talked national anthem. We even talked the game a little bit, believe it or not. Plus, we gave away some stuff. That trend will continue tomorrow. Another reason for you to tune in. But that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh <laughs> yep. And uh, I totally forgot what I was going to... Again? Do. Oh, I know. Uh, I have uh, the worst set of sausage fingers on this side of uh, you-know-what. As uh, if... <laughs> if for any reason you said a message to the morning after and there's a thumbs down, it's not real. It's just I made a stupid error and didn't realize it. So don't take that personally. I apologize. For those of you that are unaware, somebody sent us a message to the morning after Facebook page and Big J apparently responded with a thumbs down emoji was the only response to it. And they're like, hey, man, what the hell? And Big J didn't realize he did that. So please know that we will not uh, at least uh, uh, unprovoked uh, insult you in any way yeah. on our Facebook page unless Big J has pressed a wrong button. So yeah, you got the big old fat sausage fingers. Yeah, that's that's ended up what happened. Also, I don't necessarily blame the guy for taking it bad because no, I mean, of course not. If if you leave us a message days ago and the only response <laughs> you get is a thumbs down on it, yeah, that would be a jerk thing to do. 
we're really not those people. So apologies all the way around. It was not done on purpose. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, Heating and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew coming in here next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.